Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Eric Boll, Director of Public Affairs. Today I'm going to talk with B.J. Tanksley, our Director of State Legislative Programs, about the issues that he's working on over at the state capitol. So let's get started. B.J. Tanksley is our Director of State Legislative Programs, and we're going to get into a little bit of what's going on over at the state capitol this week. B.J., thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, with uh, being here close to the end of January, it is a exciting time. Not a whole lot of brand new action at the Capitol, but things are starting to move. Yeah, sure. seems like a lot has been a lot of the time so far has been devoted to just getting things set up and organized because you have a new legislature coming in and a lot of with term limits, especially a lot of things changing over, different people in different positions. Uh, what are the the key things that are important to ag policy? Uh, that are happening over in the Capitol right now. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think everybody would agree we're off to somewhat of a slower start. As you said, this is a new legislature in Missouri. We serve two-year legislatures. Um, and so we're, we're in a new one, so it has taken some time to get some reorganization. Um, House, the new speaker is Elijah Har. Uh, from Springfield, Missouri. So a uh, brand new speaker. He's one of the youngest speakers, if not the youngest speaker mm-hmm. in Missouri history. So uh, interesting. He came in with a lot of uh, uh, energy and excitement, talking about some of the same themes we've heard before of moving Missouri forward and making sure we're open for business. Um, And then Senator Dave Schatz is the new president pro tem of the Senate. Um, So an exciting time, Uh, new leadership in both places, um, some new ideas, some not so much. Um, We have seen the reorganization. And as far as agriculture is concerned, we do have our new ag chairman, which we will spend a lot of time visiting with from Farm Bureau's perspective. Um, Don Roan is the House Ag Policy Chairman. Um, He's no no stranger to ag policy, Mm -hmm. uh, being a farm farmer and an um, agribusinessman himself from Portageville, Missouri. Um, he's been a, a strong leader for agriculture and since serving in the House has been vice chairman of the Ag Policy Chair- Committee before. Um, and so uh, looking forward to working with um, Representative Roan. Um, he's been a good friend of ours, a good friend of Farm Bureau, and will be a great leader in that position as well. Yeah, and he's from down the boot hill, so he's in a very agricultural district to begin with, so that's good too. Yeah, and his entire history and a lot of his family's history is revolving around agriculture. It is something that um, I think it's safe to say he's passionate about. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, he wants to make sure that he's moving agriculture forward. Um, and I think since serving for several years now, he also sees it from a statewide perspective as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he comes from a strong row crop background, but he's been learning a lot um, on the fly, even about animal agriculture and why that's so important to the state as well. So I think he'll serve all of Missouri well um, in that position. Mm-hmm. So. And who are the other leaders that are going to be key for us over there? Yeah. Um, in the uh, On the budget side of the House, they break it into subcommittees where they deal with different departments. The subcommittee for agriculture, economic development, natural resources, and conservation, um, that is going to be chaired by Representative Hannah Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's been a, another great friend of Farm Bureau. She was on the Ag Policy Committee, uh, been active in budget issues in the past. Um, really looking forward to working with her in that position. She has been a strong agricultural leader. Um, since being elected um, and really looking forward to her uh, working in that position. I think she's excited about it um, and hit the ground running. They had their first kind of organizational hearing um, just yesterday where they heard from department chairs for the first time um, talking about some of the high level what's going on at the state departments. Mm-hmm. Um, so she'll be a she'll be a great leader in that position. And, um, and she's from the south central part of the state, more of the livestock and dairy area. Yeah, uh, Webster Wright and County. Wright County. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. So she has a lot of uh, animal 
animal agriculture and her background herself um, comes from a, a cattle family, I believe, mm-hmm. and has been a good leader for us and, and knows agriculture firsthand. Uh, one of the things that I would say that she's uh, known for, from my in my opinion, is always um, talking about why it's important to be involved in agriculture, yeah. uh, looking for the future of agriculture, um, and wants to make sure that we have a strong agriculture moving forward for the next generation. So, yeah, good. What about on the other side of the Capitol? Yeah, um, on the Senate, you know, we had a lot of freshman legislators or le- freshman senators coming over. Um, so we have a new leader in the Senate Ag Committee, um, Senator Mike Bernsketter. He is no stranger to Farm Bureau. He's been on the Ag Committees in the House while he was serving as a state representative. Um, every year he was a state representative, he was on one of the ag committees. Um, so coming over, he'll be serving as our ag chairman. So it'll be good to work with uh, Senator Bernsketter. Uh, really looking forward to that and him in that position. Um, you know, when you looked at it, there weren't uh, a lot of senators staying over. Um, and so it's neat to see a freshman senator, although he's not a freshman legislator, getting that chairmanship. Uh, really looking forward to working with him on that committee, which obviously has been vital to us um, and will be as we continue to move forward. So Yeah, and it's good that he has some experience. He's not just, like you say, he's not just coming in fresh off the street. He um, spent a lot of time over on the House side and knows the issues and uh, won't be coming in cold. And and understands the job of being a chairman of a committee. Yeah. I think that's vital and, and cannot be undersold to some extent mm-hmm. that um, it's important. You know, the decisions a chairman makes, what bills you hear, what bills you don't, what order you do them in. Um, there's a lot that goes into that. And I think his leadership, he's been a great friend of ours, a good advocate for agriculture. Uh, we've worked we've worked together well throughout his time in the House. Um, but that experience will serve him well in this position. So we really look forward to it. And he's from right here in Jeff City or represents this area. Is this, I guess, uh, his seat is uh, Lieutenant Governor Kehoe's That's correct. former yeah, seat. Yeah. So. so it goes, it's got like five counties here in central Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of touch down towards the lake and up towards the river. So, yeah, several counties here um, has been a good advocate, a good advocate for business and agriculture and and really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, the, the one big piece of news that has come out of the legislature so far in the first few weeks is that uh, Governor Parson gave his State of the State address. And uh, a lot of interesting uh, tidbits in there. But what are the key takeaways that you saw? Yeah, you know, there weren't a lot of surprises, I would say. You know, when we when we looked forward to the state of the state, if you could ask me ahead of time, I would have told you he's probably going to talk about infrastructure and workforce development. Um, and that's what we heard a lot right. about. And I think um, I think it's great to see a governor that's so focused um, and willing to continue to put um, his name out there and talk about the issues that he thinks are vital. And I think we all do. Um, and when he talks about workforce development, he talks a lot about making sure um, that we have the workers ready for the economy that we have and the economy that we're going to have. And that means skilled labor. That means working with our community colleges um, and, and all those training centers to try to make sure that we have all of the workers that we need. We hear a lot from even our members about not being able to find help um, and and help that can do the jobs that they need them to do. Um, so I think those are vital issues. Talked about um, workforce development. Um, and then what was really exciting when he talked about infrastructure was from Missouri Farm Bureau's perspective, you know, we've talked a lot about broadband. Um, and the governor agreed with us and talked about when he was talking about infrastructure that he sees broadband as a part of our state's infrastructure, mm-hmm. which I think just that mentality is absolutely vital to understand that that's how we keep and retain talent in all areas of the state. Um, but he laid out his proposal to um, to, to give $5 million in broadband funding to the Department of Economic Development. I don't I don't think all of that will go straight to the broadband fund. I think some of that will work through some of the mapping things that we've talked about. 
um, but that will go to the new director of broadband development, and and they will be allowed to get those programs up and running. Um, and and as the as the governor said, bridge some of those gaps in connectivity. You know, Missouri's. Um, lucky enough to receive a lot of federal funds in the last um, in the last federal funding coming to the states for broadband. Um, and so it's going to be great for this program to work in conjunction with those, as the governor said, to bridge some of those gaps. I don't think this is the end of the broadband conversation, but it's great to have a governor that's agreeing with us, uh, pulling in the same direction in, a, in an effort that I think is great for all Missourians. It's mm-hmm. not just a rural issue. I was talking to talking to some representatives just this week that aren't all that rural, and they were talking about areas in their districts that don't have good access mm-hmm. to, to high-speed mm-hmm. internet, um, and we want to make sure we get it to all Missourians. So um, that was probably the most exciting part coming out of the governor's uh, state of the state. Uh, a lot of the issues we expected to hear from, but really excited about um, the, the advances we can make in broadband in the next year or so. Yeah, and one of the other things that, that he mentioned that I think a lot of people found interesting, but I haven't heard a lot of debate about so far is the uh, proposed reorganization that he has uh, for the state government. There's yeah. not major, you know, not creating massive new departments or anything, but shuffling yeah. some things around so that they fit better together and make more sense. Do you think that's going to gain some traction? Yeah, I do. I think um, I think it's exciting. Uh, it's big ideas. It's not just taking a small perspective. Um, I heard the um, Rob Dixon, the director of the Department of Economic Development, yesterday talking about it. And this, there was several months of study and looking at how can we do things better, um, comparing themselves to other states and talking with the business community of what role do they want to see economic development playing and what roles are they playing now and trying to really mesh those together. So it's a pretty massive reorganization that's come out of this um, where they're really streamlining the Department of Economic Development. Um, It is going to be solely focused on economic development, what Mm -hmm. you traditionally think of, connecting businesses with workers and connecting new businesses with places they want to go and attracting businesses to the state of Missouri. Some of those research functions that the department had done in the past are going to be shifted to the Department of Higher Education. Mm -hmm. Some of the workforce training stuff that DED had done before is also going to go to higher education. Um, So a lot of those functions that... it seems to make sense for all of the departments. If we're going to focus higher education on the workforce development, then they should have all of it, not just certain pieces of it. And I think in the end, it's just great to hear from a governor who has big ideas, who isn't afraid to implement them. Um, and as as the director of economic development said, they're going to have these regional economic development centers where they can customize their plan for each region mm-hmm for what that region wants and needs for their region. Because not all regions of the state are the same. Um, Some of them share the same issues, but they're not all the same. Um, And as he said, I think in the press uh, release was, we're going from a one size may not fit any program to customized programs for around the state. And I think it's a it's a great opportunity as we move the state forward. They're excited about it. I know the department is um, and excited to move forward in a new direction um, with a more streamlined department. And I think it's good for all of them. Yeah. I haven't heard any negatives from any of the departments that will be affected by it. But now, it is big news. And and will this require a legislature, legislative approval or can the governor do this on his own? So the legislature will approve it um, through the budget process. Mm-hmm. The changes were made by executive order and by rule that would take effect in 60 days. But for all intents and purposes, the legislature gets their opportunity to approve it when they approve the budget because the budget is what will actually move the monies from one department to the other. Mm -hmm. So that's when that's uh, 
they don't get to vote up and down on it, but they do get to vote when they vote on the budgets. Sure. So on Missouri Farm Bureau's specific policy um, initiatives for this year yeah. and our priorities, what are some of the things that you're talking with legislators the most about this year and the things that we're going to be pushing for in this legislative session? Yeah, you know, we've, we've got a host of things. Um, it's, it's been a short list in the past, but we've got a pretty long list this year. Uh, we're, we're still going to be talking to uh, legislators about windmills. Um, that's a conversation that you and I have had several times talking about uh, windmill task force and other things to look into the issues surrounding windmills. Well, we, we've a new issue has arisen this year talking about where that tax money stays for windmills. Um, if a um, PSC-regulated entity buys the entire wind farm, that tax imp- impact gets dispersed over the entire service area of that utility. Um, so that's an issue for the area hosting the wind farms, uh, particularly in northeast uh, Missouri where the new one is planned to go and in northwest Missouri because um, there's a proposal for a company to come in and buy them and they don't even service that area. Mm-hmm. So these areas would be hosting the windmills but not seeing any of the local impact. Um, and you and I know um, these things are sold to communities and counties and, and areas as these are going to have great local impact. Well, if the only real local impact is to the landowners that are, are that are hosting them, um, these areas are much less likely to be willing to host large wind farms. Right. And so it's good for the wind energy um, companies and the, and the idea of wind energy, um, as well as the local communities uh, moving forward to get make sure we get this straightened out. So and it seems like something that both sides of the political aisle could get uh, behind for different reasons. Yeah. There's obviously politics to who gets what monies um, when you talk about this issue. Um, but the politics of let's make sure we're still facilitating wind energy are all on the side of let's make sure this impact stays local mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. because it's it's the only way the industry continues to grow in Missouri sure. for sure. Um, and then the, another one we talked about it, broadband funding. Um, the good news is we have the governor on our side um, and early conversations with appropriators. It sounds like they're on the same side as the governor, um, that this is one of the things that we can do to move Missouri forward. Um, and you and I talked about it a lot around the election time and others. Uh, initiative petition reform. We are really afraid, and Missouri Farm Bureau members agreed at our annual meeting, um, that we don't want to see the state become a state that's legislating through the ballot box. Mm -hmm. You know, it becomes one of those things, well, you can't get it done through the legislature, so if I can get 50% plus one one vote uh, of the the citizenry, then I can almost implement anything. So Mm -hmm. as we saw with some of the things back in November, if we can make it sound good, you got a good chance of getting it passed. So we'll be working with leadership, um, House and Senate and other groups um, that want to see Missouri's Constitution protected um, to put in some additional protections for the Constitution on that. So we'll be working on initiative petition reform. Um, Another thing that's always been vital to our members is property rights. And you know that as well as I do. Um, But looking at any of the uses of eminent domain, um, as well as any kind of takings of property or or uses for other than what they were uh, approved for, uh, we'll be pushing back against those and making sure that landowners' rights are protected, um, as well as that they're allowed to do what they hope to on their property um, to be profitable. So um, a brand new one for us this year um, is the prescription drug monitoring program. Um, our, our members adopted policy in favor of a PDMP, if you will, um, in at the December annual meeting. You know, the opioid epidemic is something we hear a lot about, and Missouri is the last state that doesn't have a program like this. 
Um, and when you talk to folks, they, everybody agrees this probably isn't the silver bullet. It doesn't solve everything, yeah. um, but it is a tool to be able to to be able to know where some of the bad actors are, and for doctors just to have good information. We want to make sure that doctors, when making prescription decisions, have the best information available. Um, so we'll be working on that to try to get that done. Um, and obviously, don't want to be taking credit for it. This has been an issue that's been out there for a while, um, but now we are a part of the pro side on it to be advocating in favor of. Um, protecting more Missourians than we currently are. So mm-hmm. we're working on that. Um, and then uh, feral hogs. We've talked about this quite a bit. Um, our members in southern Missouri, southeast, south central, and a little bit in southwest have been affected by um, a kind of a new issue. They've been around in certain areas, but really blown up in the last probably 10 years of um, feral hogs that do great damage, whether it's um, agricultural land, forest lands, um, or, or even pasture lands. They can tear up pasture lands or, and agricultural lands in no time. Mm-hmm. Just a few can do a vast amount of damage. So we want to make sure that eradication remains the goal. Uh, we support um, all eradication efforts, but we want to make sure that these things aren't moving from area to area for sport or for hunting or for any other reason. So we would like to see increased penalties for the movement of these things if they're not permitted to move them. Um, And we want to make sure that the state stays focused on what the ultimate goal for us is, which is eradication. Uh, We want to make sure that we don't become like some of our southern neighbors that have such a hog problem that they'll never be able to get rid of them. It's not even their goal anymore. They're just hoping to manage them and try to take care of them as well as possible. And, and right now we're we're at a point where it's bad, but it's not un, uh, unwinnable. That, that that's right. If you talk to um, if you talk to some of the experts in the field, they would say we have isolated pockets, and some of those pockets it's it's bad in. Yeah. Um, but they are isolated pockets, and if we can focus on those. Um, work as hard as we can to get to the every last one of them, then we can get rid of them. But we have to make sure that those pockets aren't artificially moving around. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be vital for us as well. Um, and then last on our list is still transportation funding. You know, the governor talked about some transportation funding ideas in his state of the state address, and we want to still stay a part of the conversation of looking for additional funding for the state's roads and bridges uh, to make sure that our goods are able to get to market and our families are able to go from area to area in a safe manner. Um, we know that the outcome of the November election doesn't change the fact that additional funding is needed. Uh, we heard from a lot of people who do support additional funding for transportation. So we want to make sure we're looking for answers on that front as well. Um, so we will continue to talk about that. Um, I'm not sure what the legislature is going to want to do with that issue. Um, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of options talked about, um, but we'll see. We'll see, and uh, we will be a part of the conversation as we talk about making sure uh, that we secure our transportation system moving forward because mm-hmm. it is vital that we do so. A lot of difficult conversations you've got there. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. You know, uh, I guess it's job security, but yeah. <laughs> it keeps it fun over there. It is fun to – I do enjoy it. You know, we had some members in for Capital Connection the other day um, and talking to legislators – it was interesting to see, you know, everybody has a different thing that their eyes light up about, but we have a, we're able to advocate for a lot of things um, and, and not just the agriculture issues. Obviously, we will be talking about agricultural issues to a great extent. Uh, we'll be talking about making sure that Missouri still stays open for business for all agricultural businesses, uh, for row crops and animal agriculture and feeding more animals and growing more crops and making sure that those are all profitable. Um, but it's fun to work on some of these rural uh, issues as yeah. well. Because um, what we say is, you know, what's good for rural Missouri is good for all of us. Um, and we want to make sure that we continue to thrive as an entire state. Absolutely. Well, speaking of the Capital Connection program, that's something that you started last year to try to bring more of our members 
in person to the Capitol to meet with their legislators yeah. and, and with other legislators and give um, those firsthand accounts of why these things are important. Yeah. We're getting that started back up again. It, it started this week. Uh, what's the program looking like and, and how can people get involved? Yeah. So um, these work um, by region. Um, so if members want to get in touch with their regional coordinator or their county office, we can let them know. Each region's coming in two or three times throughout the session. Hopefully everybody that wants to come can find a time that's available to them. Um, if not, we can accommodate them on another time. But typically Tuesdays throughout session, we're coming in, we're spending the majority of the morning in the Capitol. We're visiting with legislators, both their own legislators and non, uh, you know, non-local legislators. We'll be really focusing on freshman legislators. We want to make sure that we spend some time with every freshman in the Capitol, just talking about who Farm Bureau is and talking about these issues and why they matter to all of our members. So that's what we're going to be doing um, Tuesdays. And then we wrap it up, usually have a, a good lunch with everybody and get to visit with some of the farm Bureau home office staff. Everybody seems to enjoy it, but what's more important is, I'll be honest with you, it has a great impact on our efforts in the Capitol. Uh, One person over there um, can't do it all themselves, and I can't undersell how important it is when our members can connect with legislators and show people why this matters to them, that family farmers from around the state really do care about these issues. Mm -hmm. It's not just Farm Bureau. It's not this big, beautiful building that we all get to work in, um, but it is our members around the state that we're representing in the Capitol. So it is vital to what we do. So please uh, check with your local um, regional coordinator or your local office and and come join us in the Capitol and be a part of what we're doing here. It's exciting. It's fun. And and we try to make it as as enjoyable as possible. Yeah. Those personal connections and personal stories make all the difference in the world when you're Talking to an elected uh, member of the legislature. So it is great to have those anecdotes. Yeah. uh, You know firsthand more than any that (laughs) that's what people remember. That's right. And and they remember that much more than me coming by and saying, hey, this is something we care about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're you're the person who's great to work out the details with. But what's really going to get impassioned is when they hear it from someone back home. That's exactly right. on the along those lines, though, we do have another event coming up yeah. that is going to involve more people, and that is our uh, legislative day, legislative briefing. Um, can you tell us what that's going to look like this year? Yeah, so Farm Bureau Legislative Day um, scheduled for February twentieth and twenty first. Uh, we're going to kick off the day with our PACs coming in from around the state. So if you're um, a PAC man from your county, please plan to join us um, for that first part of the session. We will have uh, the PAC people come in. They'll make all the PAC decisions looking towards this year. With this not being election season, it's mainly maintenance and elected new leadership and those kind of things. And then we'll kick into our legislative day as we have in the past. We are going to bring state leaders in here to our home office. Um, So a lot of our new leadership will come over here and visit with our members. And then we'll go over to the Capitol and have that firsthand impact on the agenda. Uh, We're going to send uh, um, members over to the Capitol. They'll visit for a couple of hours, visit with their legislators, um, and then wrap it up that evening with our our yearly legislative banquet. So we'll be having the legislative banquet back here at home office. We usually have some statewide elected officials who join us, as well as a whole host of legislators. It's a great time to just to visit with a lot of agricultural leaders from around the state. We we invite uh, university leadership, other commodity group leadership, and the state department's leadership. Um, And a lot of them attend because they want to visit with our members and and know what we're dealing with on a firsthand basis. So Mm -hmm. it's a great opportunity for our members to come visit, um, come be a part of our agenda and see what we're doing here at Farm Bureau. And then we wrap up the next day. We're going to close over at Capitol Plaza Hotel um, with an opportunity to hear from the Department of Agriculture and um, 
the weather meteorologist guys and uh, marketing experts. Um, so give our members a chance to see some of that information that they have in the past when we were doing a commodity and legislative conference um, so that they may be able to help make some decisions as we look towards the uh, 2019 agriculture year. Um, so we can hear maybe get some idea what the weather's going to do uh, and then have some idea where the markets are headed because we all know um, – all those decisions are being made currently, and maybe we can get some good information as we make decisions looking towards the next year. So yeah. I think it's going to be a great event. We're really looking forward to it. As with most Farm Bureau meetings, it's going to be a jam-packed agenda, but it's going to be a lot of great information uh, and an awesome opportunity for our members to come visit with each other, visit with their legislators, and have a firsthand impact on our agenda in the state capitol. Absolutely. And and there is a deadline coming up on uh, hotel reservations, correct? Yes, that's right. The hotel reser- the hotel um, rate cutoff is February 1st. Mm-hmm. So if our members, uh, you can register online at the mofb.org website. Um, you can register right there and then call over to Capitol Plaza and make your hotel reservations. Uh, they are accepting those now. So you have a couple weeks here to get those in and then we'll uh, you'll still be able to make reservations, but it's best if you can get them in ahead of time so that they know who to expect and we know how many to expect. So um, mm-hmm. please smoke those before February 1st and plan to join us. So. Yeah, that's really helpful to our um, planning purposes if you can make those reservations. So do uh, appreciate anybody that, that is able to reach out to uh, Capitol Plaza directly to let them know that you're going to be coming. Yeah. And also you did mention our commodity conference that this used to be wrapped together with. For some logistical reasons, we've ended up splitting it up uh, last year and then this year. Uh, well, after the after the split last year, we really heard from a lot of our members that they liked it that way. So yeah. we've uh, decided to move forward with it uh, as two separate conferences, and um, that is scheduled for later in the year. Yes, I think that'll be first part of August, late July, first part of August. So um, we, as you said, we made these because of some logistical reasons, and some people ended up liking the changes. So we're going to go with this for a year or two and see what people say, and we'll continue to evolve as the years come and go. Absolutely. Well, appreciate you joining us this week, and uh, good luck over in the Capital. Hope everything keeps on going well. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you again for joining us. Be sure to go to mofb.org to RSVP for our legislative day and give Capital Plaza a call so that you can get the special rate on a hotel room by February 1st. We look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm.